0: President Donald J. Trump.
2: And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it.
3: I've
0: got to tell you, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, the left and the mainstream media are going to have to sit there and we've got to force them to respond to this book. This book is that important. Alex Jones cuts to the heart of the matter if you compare the finest and I'm telling you 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 take MIT Technology Review you take science take all these magazines and journals add the electronic part of it and and, you know NPR PBS all of it I'll take I'll match up and I will go through and we'll do what Alex Jones put out there Versus what your collective body has put out there. And if you're
1: a sentient a, a human being and just watching it, you say, well, God, Alex Jones was ahead of this. Not only that, he kind of explained it. They're just in this huge revolution against choice and free will and normal technological development and adoption of technology that empowers humanity. Instead, they want adoption of technology, forced adoption, world IDs, global social credit scores, carbon taxes that that dominate and monitor every facet of our lives.
0: You make the case of what the, not just the new world order is, but using this great reset to really take up this whole idea
1: of control and authoritarianism. They have decided to trigger a controlled collapse and then bring in a new dark age to control the general public where they will be in their Elysium fields. There is no new technology coming in. They're blocking that. And so really they're just imploding things under the Cloud Piven model show that they can get that control over us.
0: Alex Jones cuts to the heart of the matter.
1: He has presented
0: tons of valid evidence and facts that I think have been really, really important to raising consciousness to what the sort of technocratic global elite really want to do. The true thing that you've done, which is stunning, if you look at the evidence of that and the facts, you are one of the great thinkers of this. That is very rare. You've got to go back almost to the revolutionary generation and see that. This book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, I'm telling you, everybody in America, the people that hate Alex Jones the most have to read this book. This is no beach read. You're not going to be flipping pages here. You're going to be having a pen out and you're going to be underlying stuff. It, it's amazing. The Great Reset and the War for the World by Alex Jones. Available now at Amazon and Infowarsstore.com.
3: Welcome back to Information Operation. We are out of the studio this week, but we had a chance to speak to literally one of the most fascinating people in the world. It's going to be an exciting hour. We welcome, Alex Jones, to the program. Thanks for coming on.
2: Mr. Wood, good to be here. Thanks for having me.
3: So look, before we get into all this, I want to ask you, you've been through the ringer uh, over the last several years. How is Alex Jones doing personally at this point? Uh, That you've been attacked by a very sophisticated machine. I'm I'm just curious how you're doing as a human being.
2: You know, I always knew when I signed up for promoting freedom that I'd be attacked. And so it's the old World War II saying about when you're over the target, you get flack. And so that's where I expect to be, it's not fun. Uh, but it's also at another level invigorating to know that you're actually having an effect. So I'm doing great. I signed on, I, I mean, I signed on for this and so I'm ready for it.
3: Cool. So uh, the, the cabal, if you will, for lack of a better word is, is literally trying to destroy you. You've written a comprehensive book on the globalist agenda, what they're trying to do. Uh, it's quite obviously obvious why they're after you uh, tell me why, well, let's start at the beginning. How did you decide that you wanted to talk about the new world order, and and how did you get into all this as a child? And and we'll go from there.
2: Well, I mean, I had family that was very well read and involved, and I had family that had worked and I ran Contra and a bunch of other things. And so, growing up, I heard them talking about all this stuff. So to me, it was just second nature to know about how things really worked. And, and so, I had I kind of have a leg up very early on learning about geopolitics and uh clandestine things just because i had some family that was involved uh in the higher levels of foreign government overthrows and clandestine operations so i kind of grew up hearing about all that so that once i got older i kind of saw what it was yeah so when did
3: you figure out the new world order was actually happening because you know i've been following you for decades literally i mean what 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 turned you on to that i mean was was it just your family or or what 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 because you were way early on all this stuff and everybody's fascinated how did you know about it 20 years ahead of everybody else because we all we were asleep or we were blind or we didn't want to believe it or or what but you got it so what what made that click in your mind 20 years ago
2: you know the primer was family that was involved a lot of stuff but they weren't pushing it on me it was just kind of background noise And then just very early on, I took some community college classes because I was already selling health memberships at gym and making a hundred thousand dollars a year when I was 19 years old. So I was already a successful salesperson. And I I thought, well, I'll go try local community college and see if I want to go to the University of Texas. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I got to the local community college, it was all just communist, anti-America, SJW, BS. I thought, whoa, everything I heard about growing up is real. I should try to oppose this. So I tried to get a job when i was 20 and talk radio they said no at 21 i said i'll do an access tv show six months into the show a local station was flipping to talk radio they gave me a show within a year of that it was the top-rated broadcast and then i figured out how to syndicate my own broadcast out of my house out of a bedroom when i was about 23 and so since about 23 years old i was on over 100 radio stations uh and 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 by 26 or so i was on about 200 and was one of the fastest growing shows in the country back during the heyday of talk radio so i was just very blessed that i was informed involved wanted to be engaged and was right there and you had basically instant uh, instant success
3: but you've done a lot of research right as well i mean you've read uh, you talk a lot about you read the white papers you, you read uh what the rockefeller foundation was putting out i mean it when when did it snap in your mind, like, this is actually what's going on? Uh, because a lot of people have a hard time believing this evil is real and, and they have a hard time wrapping around their heads around what's actually going on. You know, I mean, wh-
2: w- when did that happen for you? It really happened back when I was a teenager okay. because I wasn't just a bookworm. I was a jock and I had jobs and girlfriends, but I was a big fan of comic books and a big fan of science fiction when I was like 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. Yeah. But then I started reading uh, geopolitical books like Brzezinski's books and Carol Quigley's books. Mm-hmm. And th- that was so much more interesting because it was actually reality-based. And they just very calmly talked about the global corporate government, their plan for humanity and what they were doing. So I was just very blessed to immediately, a very young person begin to actually read the blueprints that the ruling class had for the world And so that kind of got me way ahead of the curve but i mean it's really simple these guys are very very arrogant they admit their plans they they write books about it and so thank god i started reading what they were saying instead of just going off the nightly news so this was
3: early 20th century kind of material right i mean the the uh, the research shows that this has been going on for decades not just 20 years but a lot longer than that right
2: Yeah, this was stuff back to Plato 2,300 years ago. Mm -hmm. This was Malthus 300 years ago. This was 160, 70 years ago. Um, Galton. This was all the major brains of what we call the Western establishment admitting their plan hundreds of years ago. So if you read what Malthus said, or you read what Galton said, or you read what Darwin said, or you read what the Blair family said, who George Rarwell came out of, or the Huxleys. Um, Aldous Huxley wrote Brave New World in 1932. And if you read that book, that's what we're living today. And he he gave a speech and wrote a book in 61 called Brave New World Revisited, where he says, no, this book I wrote is not fiction. This is really just a science fiction version of what I believe is gonna happen by the year 2020. And so that's why this, this information is so powerful is because these people bragged about what they were planning.
3: So the book is The Great Reset. Uh, when did you decide to write the book? Because, I, you know, it, it's very, it's literally a, a treatise on everything that's been going on from the beginning. And if, if, if people want to get an idea of really what's happening in the background and has been happening for a long time, I mean, it really lays it all out beautifully, actually. when did When did you decide to write it?
2: About a year and a half ago, but but Steve Bannon read the book and he said, you know, it's the most important book intellectually for America since the mm-hmm. founding fathers. I, I I don't want that much credit. In fact, our enemies have admitted who they are. This book was so easy to write. Mm. The problem was cutting it down to how many pages is it? Three hundred and something pages long, because most of the book is their quotes. Mm. That's th- this is an open public conspiracy that now that people read what they said 20 years ago, five years ago, a year ago, because this book just got finished a few months ago, when they read this, this is really what I call the Death Star plans. This is their own admission. Yeah. So it was a very easy book to write. I mean, the book could have been 10,000 pages long. I mean, I could have had 10,000 pages of all the horrible crap. Like you'll own nothing, you'll have nothing. The future's not human. Uh, we need to get rid of the majority of people. Quite frankly, uh, the book is is their admissions. This is a New World Order confession of playing God, of yeah. mad scientists saying, we're taking control of society. So people ask how I wrote this book, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, I put a bunch of quotes together. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I actually wrote a lot that Tony Lyons cut out. And I recorded like 20-something hours that they transcribed that we cut down. So maybe an hour of what I recorded got in here, and then my footnotes are there. So that's why this is more, a, like I said, a confession than it is a book. I mean, this is in their own words.
3: Now You say these people are arrogant, which they obviously are. What what I can't understand is how they actually thought they're going to get away with this. I mean, do, do you... Th- I, I'm actually pretty optimistic because I see America waking up across the board and and, and from the you know, county level on down and, and the recent elections have shown that and we'll see what happens in November. But uh, how did they think they could actually enslave the world and kill possibly a large percentage of the population? I mean, that, that's, that's just Dr. Evil kind of
2: stuff at this point. Well, it really is. Well, why did the communists who took over half the planet thought? Because they were organized, good people weren't. How did Hitler take over Europe and North Africa and places and invade Russia? He thought he could do it. And so, yeah, when you look back at Hitler in hindsight and say, man, this guy was an idiot. Well, he had the military, he had the power, he had those legions of troops and the tens of thousands of tanks and airplanes. And when he's up there looking out on that, he felt invincible. And so I used to watch comic book movies mm-hmm. where, where the villain brags and the, and, and the villain gives monologues. You think, oh, a villain wouldn't really do that, but that's criminology. These villains brag about what they've done. And as long as us little hobbits down here actually look at it and, and speak out against it and get involved, we will take their ring of Mordor and throw it into the volcano. I mean, I think that's really, it goes back to basic psychology, basic criminology that, what you just said, why would they brag? Why would they say we're the final revolution? We're the end of history, we're gonna make humanity obsolete, we're gonna be God, like Noah Yuval Harari says, but they're really saying it. Yeah, and they're really trying it. So
3: so you've written a book, The Great Reset. What do you see? You know, people say it's depopulation, some people say it's 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 slavery for part of this population. Maybe all of this. What do you see as their end goal? I mean, there. I've heard you term use the term Elysium fields. Where, where where do you see them going? What 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 is the goal of all this? I, I get a lot of people asking me this all the time. Why are they doing this? You know. So w- what what's the end?
2: Well, humanity has such incredible potential, and we are made in the image of God. What we believe, what we imagine, what we dream, actually comes true with enough scientific knowledge and time. yeah, And so they want to convince us we're animals, they want to convince us we don't have any destiny, to subserve or hand over our destiny to them. And that's really what this new world order is, is trying to get humanity to not direct ourselves, but let these parasites direct us. So I talk about Elysium Fields, mm-hmm. obviously, for those that don't know Greek mythology, you've got the gods, And then you've got the demigods, humans that have become almost godlike, who don't make it all the way to Mount Olympus, but the golden fields below godhood, that's where they live and basically incubate in this purgatory. And so the globalists say, we're not gonna live forever, we're not gonna be gods now, but if we can just take over and extend our lives a few hundred years, we'll develop the technology in the Elysium fields to become gods the breakaway civilization of Mount Olympus, and again, that sounds fantastical. That sounds amazing. I didn't come up with that; they did. That's that's what they talk about. That's what Ray Kurzweil and Noah Harari and, and just all these guys constantly talk about how they're gods. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know, Elon Musk said five years ago, he said, "Beware those that dream of AI gods. Beware yeah. those that worship AI gods." And these are just normal humans. But they've decided they're God, and they've decided we're just cogs in their machine that we should bow down to them, let them take over the world.
3: I heard you say on Bannon the other day that you thought that Hitler was just an offshoot of this. Uh, Do you see this as kind of a, uh, because the the term Fourth Reich has come up a good bit? Do you you see this as a, is there some Nazi influence in this, a fascist influence, or uh, is it something different? Is it communist? Is it all of it together? Is it just tyranny? What do you think?
2: Whether you call it tyranny or mm-hmm. communism or fascism or Nazism or communism, mm-hmm. those are all precursors to the tyrannies of the last hundred years. And so you can call it whatever name you want. These are modes of power that powerful corporations and powerful groups use for control. So when I say all of this has a Fourth Reich uh, flavor to it, Hitler just picked up on the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute. It got its information from the full springs harbor in new york and the rockefellers and so hitler was terrible and a horrible thing but he was only an offshoot of this eugenical thinking that it. so yeah uh this is uh the thing that's pushing this this will to power this this uh, this tyranny spun off the nazis Ooh. and so i wouldn't say what we're dealing with is nazi But the thing that created the Nazis, the thing that created the communists, it's what's spinning off the transgender movement, the leftist movement, the modern neoliberal movements. It's this authoritarian drive for power.
3: Well, you can see it across the board in vaccines. What do you think the goals of the vaccines are? Is it to depopulate? Is it to harm humanity? Is it to uh, institute types of controls, vaccine passports? What do you think the end goal of that is?
2: Well, the first goal, whether they're injecting us with sugar water or with cyanide, is control over our bodies. And if you don't have bodily autonomy, if you don't have control over your body, you have nothing. And so the first goal is to have big pharma and big corporations in control of our bodies. But then when we look at actually what these so-called shots do, they don't work, because if they worked, I believe in science, take them all day. Real vaccines, real, you know, they may have side effects, but vaccines work like 99%. Right. This thing doesn't work. It's gene Tra- therapy traditional of our body.
3: Yeah.
2: Traditional vaccines. Mm-hmm. This is a biomedical gene therapy uh system that is preparing us for depopulation. And there's no doubt that the studies show lower fertility, lower immunity, higher cancer rates, blood clots heart attacks, heart swelling, microcarditis. It's all a test to see what can they get away with? This is really an all out assault against the general population.
3: Yeah. Naomi Wolf came out with information on the Pfizer docs last week that almost 50% of the pregnant women in the trial had miscarriages. So there's your, you know, your fertility issue right there. So, uh,
2: well, let's try the new, the new England medical journal found 80 plus percent of women in the first two trimesters, had miscarriages, and then a lower number in the third trimester. I mean, you can't make numbers up like that. It's just unbelievable.
3: No, and then with the spike proteins accumulating in the in the ovaries and and other important places through the body. So, I wrote an article a few years ago uh, when all when you got deplatformed because we're completely deplatformed. I mean, literally off twenty five different you know Silicon Valley networks when we started talking about election fraud about. The Biden crime family in Ukraine about uh, vaccine issues. I mean, this in really early twenty twenty, they took us down. But I wrote an article saying if, if Trump didn't take care and rectify what just happened to Alex Jones, he would lose. Um, do you? Would you have done anything different in like trying to force the issue, or did you do all you could uh, at that point to try to raise the issue of the deplatforming?
2: You know, back then I talked to Trump. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit, and he would just—he was like Trump's a good guy, I believe. But it's like a broken record. Oh, you did a good job. Appreciate you. Mm -hmm. When Trump would call me, it was just to say good job, make me feel good. And he had his own agenda, wouldn't listen. And I told Trump, and I told everybody, I said if they can censor me, they're going to censor you. And Trump just couldn't believe that would happen, but he's experienced that now. Yeah. So that's why they're so scared of Trump now coming back in 2024 after the midterms in 82 days is because he's battle-hardened now. He's been through this. He knows what they're doing. He knows how to stop the deep state. So, I mean, I knew I wasn't that important. Plus, the Wall Street Journal, about a year before I got deplatformed, about nine months before, had a big NATO member, I forget the guy's name, write an article, and they said, we're going to ban WikiLeaks off the internet, and once the left wing puts up with that, We'll have them. We're gonna ban Alex Jones. And once Alex Jones is banned, we'll be able to ban all the Mm right-wingers. And there was a article about the Wall Street Journal article, I forget the exact headline, but it was like a Gizmodo or something linked to it. And the headline was, hold on for your tinfoil hat or hold on your tinfoil hat. YouTube's coming for you, Alex Jones. And they linked to the Wall Street Journal article that was a subscription Mm -hmm. article. But, But the thing was the Wall Street Journal was actually telling its prospectus investors don't worry about old legacy medium don't worry about newscore we're gonna ban all the competition so you want to invest with us so i went on air and said this is coming we're first mm-hmm. and people like oh my gosh how does jones know this he got banned first he said for nine months he'd be banned there was a wall street journal 30 page article saying it yeah so my biggest frustration mr wood is that 95% of the time, I'm only reporting on what they're saying, but like they're gods up here in the Elysium fields. They talk about us like parents at the big table at Thanksgiving, and we're little kids at the kids table. It's time for us to get to the adult table and actually hear what's being said and what's being done. So I, I mean, people can say, how do you know this? How do you know that? Uh, I pay attention to the Council on Foreign Relations, to the Bilderberg Group, to the Davos Group, to the UN, to the, to the Rockefeller Foundation, the Carnegie Foundation the current former head of the Carney foundation runs the CIA. I mean, they tell you what they're going to do. We're going to end the family. We're going to end masculine males. Uh, We're going to cut off the resources. We're going to control people through poverty. They've told us, I mean, it's not hard. That's what's so frustrating.
3: So the new economy definitely has to be built. I think we're making a lot of progress with new media, such as yourself. Uh, the new social media channels, Getter, Gab, and and others are coming on Strong Truth. I feel that those outlets you're discussing are losing power. Do you feel that? Or do they still have enough power to impact the 2022 election and beyond? I'm talking Twitter, Facebook, all those.
2: Well, I'm really glad that there's a whole constellation of independent uh, media and and independent uh, social media networks Mm -hmm. that are allowing freedom to take place, but but it's still embryonic. Uh, The fact that Twitter and Instagram and its parent company, Facebook, and YouTube and its parent company, Google, are still censoring and really developing real-time AI, censoring even comments in live time, I think we can't underestimate the power of that and how dangerous it is. Uh, But yeah, despite the fact that they are in control of the corporate systems, we are gaining ground very, very quickly, but I, I don't know if it's enough. I don't know. Yeah.
3: Talk to us about did Do you want to say anything about the Connecticut issue? I'll just offer that up. I mean, I wasn't going to go into it, but do you want to say anything to the viewers about that? Or,
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm on air three, four hours a day mm-hmm. and I barely ever even talked about Sandy Hook and when Hillary was running against Trump five years ago, six years ago. They zoomed in on a few statements I made and blew those up. So we were never Sandy Hook people. We barely ever covered it. We weren't the first to question what happened. The internet didn't believe it. We looked at the anomalies, but they blew that up and made it my personality and then filed these lawsuits and are hyping it up, using my name to then not describe the second amendment, but the first amendment as well. And so we've had two judges with two cases in Texas, one case in Connecticut, All default me despite the fact we gave them all the documents but because there wasn't a case there of defamation or there wasn't a case like they thought of like secret behind the scenes planning to make money off sandy hook they defaulted me so these judges could then launch this new model uh which mother jones and cnn and msnbc admit is the model to take down all populist voices by defaulting us in blue city jurisdictions they control and then basically finding his liable. So, look, it's a 40-something million dollar judgment. Um, there's a cap in Texas at five-something million dollars, but I don't even have that much money. So yeah. we're going to appeal it, but I'm not worried about it. I didn't get into this for money. Uh, I got divorced six years ago, had no money at the end of that divorce. Uh, they, they told the jury I'm worth $400 million. I'm not worth $5 million. Uh, and so it's, it's really just all... A projection. It's all theater. It's all a mirage, and I see through it. I just hope the listeners see through it. But it's all a message. If you stand up, if you speak out, we're going to destroy you.
3: So the fact that they're making you do two trials at exactly the same time and exactly right before the midterms tends to put credence behind what you're saying. Is that that it's it's made to shut you down and shut your voice prior to the midterms? Even though there looks like a huge red wave, but they're going to try to cheat as much as possible so they're trying to get any margin they can right
2: well let's be clear mm-hmm. they just ended the first trial a week and a half ago now they have coming up in the next month two trials simultaneously where i've already been found guilty by the judge and then the jury is to decide how guilty i am and the judge in the last trial two weeks ago kept saying 20 plus times he is guilty And I said, I'm innocent. She said, kick the jury out. She said, Mr. Jones, you're a liar. You just Mm -hmm. perjured yourself. You are not innocent. You are guilty. Well, how Orwellian is that, that a judge says you're perjuring yourself because you say you're innocent. So for me, it's not that I'm being persecuted. America is being persecuted. Due process is being raped. And so I just see it as a signpost or an indicator, like an engine warning light of how much trouble America's in. My friends, my family, they say, How are you taking this? How, how are you being demonized on every channel every day and, and being so up upbeat? Well, I mean, we yeah. have 30,000 to 40,000 children a month, according to whistleblowers in the, the Border Patrol, of children as young as six months old being handed to people with no records of who they are. We have mass human trafficking. We have mass vaccine reactions. We have mass death. So I'm not happy about what's happening to me, but as a man, I've got my four limbs. I'm still strong and young. I actually feel guilty. I'm not doing enough to fight these people. I don't feel sorry for myself. I am like watching our Republic be destroyed in front of me. And I expect to be attacked because we're over the target. And and, and so that's where we are. But. uh what when the history books are written if we reverse this and we look back on this time i mean this is the time of the great american tyranny this is the time of just absolute evil and so uh i really feel sorry for everybody i'm really upset but i got to be honest listeners and viewers thanks for visiting info wars thanks for tuning in thanks for supporting us we're kind of a rallying point now in the fight for freedom but don't look at me as a victim. I'm a man that decided to step into the arena and fight these people who they're really attacking is our children
3: and their futures. Yeah. Their
2: futures. So,
3: speaking of the future, how, 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 uh, you, I think you came out recently and said you, you were more inclined to, and tell me if this is true or not, you were more inclined to support DeSantis than President Trump. You want to talk about that a little bit? DeSantis came out today and said he's arresting election fraud, uh, people that voted that were felons or whatever, and he's done a lot in the state, but he he hasn't really gone after the election fraud itself in Florida that, with the machines, et cetera. So I'm curious as to your thoughts.
2: Yeah, I'm not a politico, mm-hmm. so I'm not trying to get a job with the or Trump. Mm-hmm. I really love President Trump, mm-hmm. what he did standing up to China and for the borders and uh, for national sovereignty and, and tax cuts, but he keeps promoting these shots that don't work and cause problems. So DeSantis has come out and said we were lied to about the shots a few days ago. And I said, that for me is a Rubicon. The fact that he's doing that, I wanna support DeSantis because Trump is a very animalistic person in a good way. If he sees his grassroots supporting DeSantis, he will come out against the shot and admit like Bolsonaro and others that he was lied to. So it's not of hatred of Trump, that I am attacking him. It's out of realizing if I'm in his camp and I explained to him that these shots with his constituents are a big issue, he may finally not just not promote the shots anymore, but actually come out against him. So I said on air in like an hour long you know, rant that I still love Trump, I wanna back him for president, but if he doesn't do the right thing, I'll back to Sanders. The media edited that down to 30 seconds. Got millions and millions of views on Twitter, you name it, of out of context me saying, "If you don't do this, Trump, I'm not going to support you." Which, which I knew they do, but the full clip is where I'm at. And yeah, Desantis isn't perfect either. You know, went to Yale, yeah. connected to Skull and Bones. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not naive about that. It's just that if you really balance things, of Desantis saying the vaccine doesn't work, the masker a fraud, uh, critical race theories are fraud. Sterilizing kids is a fraud. Uh, The borders are wide open, it's a fraud. He's just more hardcore than Trump. And I'm hoping, I said this by the way in the show, I wasn't being manipulative. Mm -hmm. I said, I hope by supporting DeSantis, it makes Trump get more hardcore.
3: So the book is The Great Reset. Uh, Talk to me about Europe, Is, is Europe lost? I mean, these are the great civilizations of Western civilization uh, you know, from Eastern Europe to West Eastern Europe, obviously is more hardcore preserve what they built, but is Western Europe lost? Is there any way back? You see, uh, the UK now stopping, uh, white men from flying, flying fighter planes. I mean, it's just off the charts.
2: Let's well, write an article right here. The RAF is going to have to shut down cause they won't hire white pilots. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really happening. You know, there's a lot of reason Europe's in decline, and there's a lot of reasons to explain it, but I'll explain it right now. The most yeah. simple input is this. 300 years ago, you did not want to face a Frenchman. They were the most warlike, Norman, aggressive killers there were, except for the Brits, who were also Norman. So the French were like the badasses. Well, we all know since World War I, World War II, the French are wimps, not on overall, but 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 on average. And it's because the French, if you go back hundred years ago or 200 years ago, were like 6'2 on average, bigger than anybody else. Now they're short because all the men died. And so Europe's problem is they've had so many giant wars that only the men that hid, only the men that cowered, only the men that climbed under the table lived. And so France and Europe, and look at Germany, 20 million dead people, almost all their men, they have been left with the weaklings. And you could say, the yeah. Bible says, the meek will inherit the earth. It's kind of true. America never had wars like this. Sure, we've lost um, 600, 700,000 here and a million there, in the civil war, but we've never had wars where half the men are dead. And France and Germany and Austria and, and Spain before that, that's why their empire fell apart. I mean, Spanish used to be complete badasses, the Portuguese. Yeah but they had war after war, after war, after war, where you'd have 20, 30, 40% of the men die every generation. And so you just got a bunch of wimps that are left and I'm not pushing war, but Mm -hmm. that's why Germany and France, they just, there's any men that were willing to fight got wiped out in wars, all those genetics are gone. And so that flower of Renaissance and creativity and also Manliness and 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 nonconformity is gone. So Europe was the great example a thousand years ago, five hundred years ago with the Gutenberg press. Now Europe is like China; it's conformist. I mean, you know, everybody knows China's been around five thousand years, and they had major purges of men that wouldn't bow down. They had sure. mass executions of men in China. So the men in China, on average, are conformist. The men in Europe are now conformists. So we can look at Europe and say, oh, you're pathetic, you roll over, you're a a whim. Really? No. We haven't had wars where 30, 40% of the men die. And so that's why we're such a brain trust of, of genetic resistance, whether we be black, white, old, young, it doesn't matter, is because we still have some of the wild genetics that Europe doesn't have
3: so that that makes me think about russia where you had massive death also you had you know 20 plus million die in the, in the great patriotic war and then you had another Stalin killed another 20 to 40 million depending on the number a lot of ukrainians and elsewhere um so that definitely impacted their civilization
2: uh oh there's no yeah. doubt the russians aren't as badass as they were i mean the russians like 500 years ago the whole world talked about them like six foot five badasses mm-hmm. berserkers everybody was scared of them and now the average russians uh, you know, a little guy like me, comparatively, yeah. I'm a big guy compared to average people. You know, I mean that—that's it. We've wiped our men out. Mm. That's an re- argument against war. I mean, we—we—we've Russia's wiped its men out. We've wiped our men. I mean, the Germans and Russians not putting down my grandfathers that were both in the Army Air Corps, mm-hmm. but they were the end of the war. I mean, 23 sure. million dead Russians, 22 million dead Germans. I mean, they—those were men slaughtering each other. I mean, that takes some big cojones to have. 45 million people kill each other yeah like that's that you, so that's why we've got all this feminine males and all this because we wiped out the cream of the crop those wars were horrible they were stu- stupid and uh it's depleted russia it's depleted europe it's depleted everybody
3: it makes you wonder what the uh the anti-masculinity stuff in the u.s is that's kind of tied to the same agenda and if war is part of that you know i, I was over in ukraine during the invasion in kiev when the I didn't believe that Putin was going to go in. And then I get a call from my son, it's like, you know, a strategic airstrikes, surgical airstrikes coming your way. You better go. So I left. But uh, it's fascinating to me that region of the world and, and how they have been impacted by, by history that most people don't understand. And I was worried that Biden was going to try to get us in a conflict over there uh, for that same reason to, to, to sap our resources. Well,
2: absolutely. It's all, mm-hmm. look, look, look. Saudi Arabia is now the global number one exporter. I saw the news today, even the Wall Street Journal reported, Saudi Arabia made more money profit than Apple, Google, General Motors, like the top six, seven US corporations combined. Got the article somewhere in my stack. And that was done on purpose. Biden's a globalist. He won't let us drill. He won't let us have pipelines, but Russia and India and China and Mexico and Venezuela, they can all do it. So. This is a larger globalist plan. There's, I mean, there's no doubt about it. And, and going back to men, as emasculated as America is, and as the rest of the world is, still a lot of the Eastern Europeans are not emasculated, and that's why George Soros and the left are targeting them because they know from male energy and male masculinity comes nationalism and taking care of your wife and your children. And they don't want anybody there that'll stand up for themselves. They just want a bunch of men that'll lay down.
3: Yeah, we're seeing that across the board. How do we dismantle this uh, animal? The book is The Great Reset. Everybody should get it to really understand what's going on, but how do we how do we dismantle this uh, Leviathan?
2: We have to build our own economies. We have to build our own infrastructure. We have to build our own information networks. And we have to, doesn't mean we don't stay at a corporate hotel sometimes. Doesn't mean we don't, you know, own a corporate car. The point is, when we can, we support independent media, independent restaurants, independent farms, independent factories. We start repairing old vehicles. We start learning how to be humans again. Like my grandfathers both mm-hmm. knew how to do electrical and how to roof a house and, yeah. and and you know how to how to cook dinner and how to and my grandmothers did as well. And I, and I look at myself compared to most men, I know how to do more things than almost all men I know. And I'm an idiot compared to my grandfathers because they had to do it all themselves. And I remember they would get on top of a roof and roof it as high as a kite, naturally just enjoying a job. Or they would go out and 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 you know bale hay all day long, like, like they were just enjoying it. And it's that love of work and that love of energy and that love of being the alpha male that's gonna bring us back. And we also have that seed in us. I think if we rediscover our ancestors and just become aggressive and try to amass through the free market and through entrepreneurial work, as much capital as possible, not because we wanna be bigwigs, not because we wanna show off money, but because they wanna make us poor to control us, it's our jobs to become as wealthy and successful and to build the biggest infrastructures of independence as we can. And if we do that, everybody wants mom and pop. Everybody wants independent media. Everybody wants the small farm. Everybody wants to go get their car fixed at the cool shop that, you know, where they make the parts themselves. And that's why they don't want cars that can be fixed by regular shops. It's why they want everything to be driverless because they want to take us out of the equation because we are so powerful because we are so amazing. Get back to a human economy. Get back to not worshiping humanity. We worship God. But we also should appreciate God's creation and really start appreciating handmade. Really start appreciating grassroots. Really start appreciating real femininity, real masculinity, and 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 I like say that's who we want to be. We get back to that, we're going to win.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. It's a freeing experience once you stop going to the big box retailers and once you get off all these you know communist networks it, it, and start living life again. You you don't realize how much choice you had forfeited over the years when you were just going to, you know, some big store and buying Chinese garbage instead of doing it yourself or making it yourself or finding a local manufacturer. What agencies should we take down uh, or not take down, but, but build back better (laughs) Or, or, or should we just eliminate certain agencies?
2: Well, I mean, look, I had Savannah Hernandez on Mm-hmm. who works for Truth Social, President Trump. Mm-hmm. But the great work Trump's doing, he's got an army of reporters out there that are just kicking ass. So when I criticize Trump, it's from a loyal opposition perspective. And she went down to the border and and, and and interviewed a border patrol whistleblower. And I don't just believe her, we've gone and done it ourselves too, but it's even worse. 30 to 40,000 in Texas alone is a senior manager, 30 to 40,000 children as young as six months old with no IDs being given to people with no IDs. yeah, Like you go buy a cheeseburger, they want your ID. You go rent a car, they want your ID. These are little babies on video, not just the whistleblower, she has the footage of it happening, handing babies over to people to totally disappear. Do any of us feel safe under that? And so where is the FBI while they're put a thousand people in jail I want to arrest thousands more and have me under subpoena and have indicted two of my crew members that just covered the Capitol event. They have, they have nothing to stand on. I don't want to be enemies with the FBI. I don't want them to be so dishonorable. I'm not even trying to abolish them. They have abolished themselves. And so yes, I believe the ATF, the BATF, the FBI, the NSA, CIA, all these agencies need to be abolished back to 1947, the National Security Act, and we should have Navy intelligence, Army intelligence, we should have Marine Corps intelligence, uh, we should have Air Force intelligence, and that's it. We do not, we need what was constitutionally put in place of US military intelligence that looks out of foreign enemies, interfaces with domestic groups, and the FBI should be broken up uh, into there's a lot of different ways to do it, it's a complex issue, but they obviously need federal marshals. But it can be left to the states what's investigated, and the states are gonna clean this problem up. But the FBI is not going out and stopping child trafficking. They're not going out and stopping uh, fentanyl. They're not doing anything of any real import because they've become a commissar, a commissariat, a political enforcement arm. And, and, and so, yeah, they have extincted themselves. They are. They should all be abolished. Uh, their agency should be torn up and and thrown to the wind as as not a good guy but still realize what he'd done harry truman two years after the cia was set up said what have we done we should tear the cia into a thousand pieces because we now have a rogue bureaucracy that thinks it's god that can do whatever it wants and
3: has no accountability and has the power to surveil and, and do whatever else So Alex, thank you. I appreciate the time. Where's the best place for people to get the the great reset?
2: Well, amazon.com, we're trying to push number one. It's been as high as number seven on amazon.com and you can get it at infoworkstore.com. And I'm I'm really proud of the book and I'm not trying to put the book down. Could have been, like I said, 5,000 pages long. Mm -hmm. It's their admissions, it's the plans of the Death Star. And I wanna ask you, Mr. Wood, to come on my show, big fan of your work. And and I'm sorry that I was sleeping in my office It was a little bit late. (laughs) Out of the <laughs> broadcast today but uh thank you so much for having me and i really really do appreciate your time and god bless you
3: thank you alex take care appreciate your time as well
2: thank you i gotta tell you this
3: book the great
0: reset in the war for the world the left and the mainstream media are going to have to sit there and we've got to force them to respond to this book this book is that important alex jones cuts to the heart of the matter if you compare the finest. And I'm telling you, you, t- you take MIT Technology Review, you take Science, take all these magazines and journals, add the electronic part of it, and, and you know, NPR, PBS, all of it. I'll take, I'll match up and I'll, we'll go through and we'll do what Alex Jones put out there versus what your collective body has put out there. And if you're
1: a sentient a human being and just watching it, you say, well, God, Alex Jones was ahead of this. Not only that, he kind of explained it. They're just in this huge revolution against choice and free will and normal technological development and adoption of technology that empowers humanity. Instead, they want adoption of technology, forced adoption, world IDs, global social credit scores, carbon taxes that that dominate and monitor every facet of our lives.
0: You make the case of what the not just the new world order is, but using this great reset to really take up their whole
1: idea of control and authoritarianism. They have decided to trigger a controlled collapse and then bring in a new dark age to control the general public where they will be in their Elysium fields. There is no new technology coming in. They're blocking that. And so really they're just imploding things under the cloud pivot model to show that they can get that control over us.
0: Alex Jones cuts to the
1: heart of the matter. He has presented
0: tons of valid evidence and facts that I think have been really, really important to raising consciousness to what the sort of technocratic global elite really want to do the true thing that you've done which is stunning if you look at the evidence of that and the facts you are one of the great thinkers of this that is very rare you got to go back almost to the revolutionary generation and see that this book the great reset and the war for the world i'm telling you everybody in america the people that hate alex jones the most have to read this book this is no beach read You're not going to be flipping pages here. You're going to be having a pen out and you're going to be underlying stuff. It's amazing. The Great Reset and the War for the World
3: by Alex Jones. Available now at Amazon and InfoWarsStore.com.